Hi, you're listening to Wildly Wealthy Women, the podcast for people who want to learn how to manifest the life of their dreams. My name is Sandy Forster, and I'm a mindset mentor and manifestation expert who's gone from welfare to millionaire, and I want to share my secrets with you. My intention is for you to discover your divine potential to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. So if you're looking to manifest more money, more joy, better relationships, a life you're passionate about, or anything that makes your heart sing, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for joining me today, and now let's begin. I'm a Hello, hello, my wonderful manifestors. A big hello to you, and I am excited to be back. Now, you may not realize it, but I've actually been off the air for about six to seven months or so. There's a whole big story around that. I think I might actually do a podcast in the near future around that story. But for now, I'm back and I'm excited to share with you my tips and my secrets on money manifesting and mindset, all these things that helped me go from welfare to millionaire. So I know sometimes people look at me and hear my story and think, oh, well, she had it easy or she had it made or she learned all about law of attraction and mindset and everything changed for overnight. But I just want you to know it was not like that at all. So today what I actually want to do is share a little bit from one of my journals before I actually created the success that I have. So this first journal entry I'm going to read out is before I discovered the law of attraction. And I had been dabbling a little bit in positive mindset and trying to think positively, but uh, my situation was so crappy that it was really, really challenging. So this was from the 4th of September, 1997. And at this time, I had a swim and gym wear business that was not making me money. My overdraft was growing. I was getting more and more into debt. It was really supersonically stressful. And before I go on, I just have to say it is super, super windy here today. It's a winter's day. It's really windy, beautiful and sunny. The sky is blue, 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 but it is very windy. So I don't know if that's going to affect the audio at all. Hopefully it'll be nice and clear. But if you do hear a lot of things going on in the background. It's just, I live in the bush. Um, I've got a couple of acres and there's lots of trees around, lots of birds. You probably hear birds chirping now and again, but um, yeah. So if there is a bit of noise going on, I apologize in advance. So this first journal entry was, um, as I said, 4th of September, 1997. And I start off by saying, I've got myself into such a mess and I'm so confused and scared and unhappy and I don't know how to get out of it. I've used up every last bit of money I have. I've taken a $4,000 cash advance on my credit card. I borrowed $2,000 from Judy and I still don't have enough money to pay the bills. Judy is my, um, was my sister-in-law at the time or ex-sister-in-law. I'm so stressed that I do nothing but yell at the kids. All I want to do is be a good mum but I know I'm the worst ever. Oh, go away, bird. (laughs) We're in the middle of something important here. 
I have this bird that thinks it owns my house and he flies into the windows and makes lots of noise. Uh, Where was I? I said, uh, I know I'm the worst mum ever. I really wanted this whole thing, meaning my business, to work, but I just don't have the money behind me to really get it off the ground. I've totally failed with Danielle. She has zero respect for me and all we ever do is argue. I just want to be happy again, truly happy. I just want enough money so that we can have our own nice house that no one can ever kick us out of. I want to be able to spend time enjoying the kids instead of yelling at them. Right at this second, I hate the whole thing, meaning my business. I wish I'd never started. I know without a doubt that it will make a heap of money if you could just get going, but I just can't get any money from anywhere to push the business along. I can't stop crying. I haven't been so unhappy for such a long time. I really feel like I've failed. How humiliating if I have to move out and close the business down. I'll feel like such a stupid, worthless fool. I just want to be able to make this work and work well enough so that I can sit back and relax. I'm going to bed. Sandy. How sad is that? (laughs) So, yes, things were not good for me. I was really struggling financially. I had the swimwear business that I just wasn't making any money from. Um, I just was just a big, hot mess. Okay, so this next uh, journal entry was from a couple of years later. So I had spent a couple of years in this big, hot mess, really not getting anywhere. And this was from the 19th of March, 1999. So it's about two years later. So I was living in a home that I had managed to uh, purchase after I had um, divorced my husband and I'd got a bit of money and I'd put it into this house, but I wasn't able to keep the house. Pretty much the month that I moved in or, or the month that I had to pay the final payment to the builder, I got a letter saying that my um, child support was dropping from, I don't know, it's supposed to be around, I think, $1,500 a month to around $105 a month. <laughs> so it really wasn't a good uh, good place. And so I couldn't afford it. My sister ended up buying the house and I was renting it off her. But, you know, with things just going south financially for me, it was just getting worse and worse. And my sister actually needed to sell the house. So this was around that time that the house needed to be sold and I needed to move out. So it was about two years two years since that last journal entry. And I start by saying, I've spent the last three days crying my eyes out. It finally hit me that it's all over. I won't get to see the kids grow up in this house. Every little loving touch I made to this house will be gone. Like I said to the kids, it's all downhill from here. But that was only how I felt in my most saddest state. I feel like I'm over it now. As beautiful as it is and as mine as it is, it still is only a house. And like I said to the kids, it doesn't matter where we are as long as we are together and we love each other, they will be happy. And and just know that around this time, I was getting more and more into personal development, still really only aware of positive thinking. I hadn't discovered the law of attraction at this point. And I go on to say, And I know in my heart everything happens for a reason, so I will choose to go with the flow. 
I'm better off too because I've been so wired, so stressed that Danielle has been reacting to my vibes and being off the planet. I hope she doesn't mind me um, sharing this stuff. She'll probably hate it. Anyway, um, it has not been a good week, but it's okay now. We really had our hopes high on winning the $20 million lottery on Thursday night, but it just didn't happen. (laughs) So I I was always just thinking that that was the way that was going to get me out of all my debt. I was going to win the lottery. I go on to say, I suppose that means my dream block at the beach just won't materialise just yet. Looking at houses to rent was initially increasingly stressful. Obviously, there is nothing around as wonderful as this house for the same money. And now this next part I'm going to share. So here's me so far in debt. I've had to move out of the house that used to be mine that I had to sell to my sister that I was renting off her, but she was selling. So I'm in this really bad place. Things are just total crap. I've got no money. But there was still part of me that was trying to help others. So I've written here, I got all my gift vouchers back that I had donated to Lifeline. So I used to give out gift vouchers for people to come into my store to get whatever they wanted. So Lifeline, I don't know if it's around the world, I'm pretty certain it is, but Lifeline is is a charity that helps underprivileged people and people that are struggling. And, you know, I was one of them, but... But from the outside, it didn't look like it. So I had given a whole lot of gift vouchers to Lifeline so that they could, uh, and I think it was for Christmas time, around Christmas time, and it had taken a few months for people to come in and get all their their free goodies. So that was a lot of fun. But what did I say? I said, um, I got all my gift vouchers back that I had donated to Lifeline. One lady cried with happiness. That was what it was all for. Danielle got a kick out of decorating them. Oh, yeah, so when we created them, um, I got my daughter to decorate them all and she put on stickers and sparklers and things like that. Danielle got a kick out of decorating them and hearing about who used them. It has made her feel more compassionate toward people less fortunate than us. And that is a very good thing. So, yes, you know, no matter where you are in life, there's always people who are worse off. And, yes, my situation was bad in my eyes, but seriously, there was people in way, way worse situations than I was. So, you know, doing something to help others when you're in a bad situation, think of others that are less fortunate than you and try and do something to help because it honestly will make you feel better in the moment. It really will. Okay, so let me find my next journal entry to share. Oh, yes. So this is really interesting. So my next journal entry, the absolute next one I did was about just over a week or so later. It was before I actually moved out of the house. I was getting ready to move out. Okay, so you know, the last entry was when it hit me that it was all over and I had to move out. And this next entry is I'm getting ready to move out. It was the 31st of uh, March, 1999. And I write, well, I'm happy again. Obviously, I'm still wishing I didn't have to move, but things happen. I've been packing and sorting and throwing heaps of stuff out, which has been great. It's the first big spring clean I've had since I moved in here. And I'm also spring cleaning my personal life. I'm seeing a life coach at the moment. I really like him and the way he does his job. His name is Michael. He uses affirmations and hypnotherapy and timeline regression and NLP. He's helping me to work through all my stuff. I'm so tired. I have to go to bed. Sandy. Now, there's a couple of interesting things here 
which I want to share with you. So yes, it was only a week later after realizing I had to go and you know, I'm packing, but I was happy again. And I was throwing heaps of stuff out. This is really important. Decluttering. And one of the things I teach in my advanced courses is all about decluttering, not just stuff, but body, mind and spirit. When you declutter, oh my gosh, you can make such a difference in your life. So decluttering all that stuff, things start to shift when you declutter, whether it's body, whether it's mind, whether it's spirit. But when you start decluttering, things start to shift. So I was decluttering on the physical level but then I was also seeing a life coach. Now, that was my very first introduction to life coaching back in 1999. So I discovered life coaching and went and saw a coach. I didn't even realize that until I um, found this journal that I had actually seen a coach. And you know, now I have my own life coach training academy. I train and internationally certify people all around the world to become law of attraction coaches. So interesting, that was back in 1999, I first discovered coaching. But yes, it was very, very exciting. And uh, just knowing that there was someone there that was potentially going to help me to make a change in my life. Then on the 15th of April, so about a month later, so I say I've moved into the new place. It's very nice, but it's only rented. So it's hard to feel settled went to Metaphysical Mastery as a staff member. Oh, I'll tell you a bit more about that in a moment. I'll read the the journal entry first. So I went to Metaphysical Mastery as a staff member, got chosen to staff the Diamond attendees, got to see the entire seminar front row, had morning tea and lunch with the speakers and generally had a wonderful day. And I got a t-shirt and my choice of book, all for nothing. So that was really cool. So that was, it was a a tricky time in my life because I had to leave the house that I built. I actually built that house. It was just beautiful, but I had to leave it, moved out, started working with a life coach and I got chosen for, as I said, Metaphysical Mastery. And that was a seminar and Deepak Chopra was speaking and Wayne Dyer and I think someone else, I can't remember who else it was. And I originally bought a ticket, but then after thinking about it, I realized, I shouldn't have bought a ticket. I don't have the money to do this. What am I doing? And so I ended up writing to them and saying, look, I I can't have this ticket. I need a refund. And then they actually chose me to be a volunteer. And so I got to volunteer as a staff member. But then as well as being chosen to be a staff member at the seminar and help them out, they chose me as a diamond attendee or to look after the diamond attendees. So what I actually did was looked after all kind of the VIP people and got to have lunch with the VIP people and mingle with them and make sure they were okay. And who came in and spent the lunch hour with the the diamond attendees and me? Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra. So it was just amazing. And because the VIPs, there wasn't a lot of them, there wasn't a lot for us to do. And so they had saved us front row seats at the seminar. So it's like, whoa, that was a really great manifestation. I love that. And that made me really feel like my life was beginning to change. And even though I'm sure Wayne and Deepak both talked about law of attraction. At that point, my mind was not, like I didn't know what the law of attraction was. And even if they'd talked about it, unless they had said those specific words, I wouldn't have understood what they were on about. I would just would have thought it was positive thinking or tapping into that part of the brain that is more powerful than what we use. So that was really interesting. 
Okay, now my next, I think this is the last journal entry I'm going to share with you. Oh, actually, this is actually the same journal entry. It's just on the next page. So I started saying I've been doing my meditations every day in brackets almost. I've also been to my life coach again, and he put me in a deep relaxation state to help me find what it is I want to do with my life. He said things will come to me. Opportunities will present themselves to be aware and take advantage of them. And sure enough, I noticed in the paper on Saturday about a personal development opportunity to make money. Helen phoned me today and explained about the company. I've never been one to want to sell anything to anybody ever, but I just have a different feeling about this. Passing on the secrets to self-improvement is something which I feel very strongly about. The feeling I got when I watched the information video was really weird, a kind of bubbling up inside, a kind of knowing that this is it. I think this is what I'm meant to do. I think this could be how I finally make my money. I'm so excited, Sandy. Okay, so the interesting thing, there's a few things here I want to point out. So I started meditating around this time and did it consistently. And so I've always said to people, meditation is kind of like the pipe cleaner between you and the universe. It's easier to get ideas, inspired ideas, to get thoughts to take certain actions. All sorts of things can happen when you clean out that pipe between you and the universe. And I believe meditation does that. So I was meditating. And then, uh, as I said, I went to the life coach. Uh, He said, be aware. And, you know, I remember him saying to me, what came up for you? And I, at the time I said, well, the only thing I really like is personal development, but I am never going to get into the personal development industry because there's only two things you can do, you know, either talk in front of people, present to people, or write a book. And there's no way I can do either of those things and kind of look where I am now. (laughs) I speak all the time and I've written many books. So yeah, it's really interesting about how things work when you kind of, you don't know where you're headed. This is the thing I need everyone to understand. You don't know what that next step is going to lead you to. And I think too many people these days, I don't know if it's because of social media, but they think that everything is going to just happen overnight and everything's going to be brilliant and everything's just going to unfold in the most amazing way. But you have to know that it can be challenging, it can be rough, it can be hard. But when you keep going just one step at a time, one foot in front of the other, the universe starts to reveal things and uncover things and lead you down a path. And it may not look like what you thought it would be. But when you just keep taking action, all sorts of amazing things can happen. And honestly, this was the start for me. So yes, it took a couple of years of really challenging, really hard, really frustrating, scary times. But when I discovered the law of attraction. And and this course that I'm talking about here that I was introduced to was my first introduction to the law of attraction. That is when I discovered the law of attraction. That is when everything began to change for me. And, you know, it wasn't like I discovered the law of attraction and overnight I turned into a millionaire. I think it took me around three years of falling in love with the law of attraction, using it all the time, consistently, really putting it into place, because I had a lot of 
mindset baggage to work through. I had a lot of mindset crap that I had to wade through to get to the gold, to get to the diamonds. And so for me, you know, it took a bit longer than a lot of the people that I tend to work with. You know, my passion now is law of attraction and being a money mentor and helping people to to manifest money miracles. I mean, that's the thing I love to do. But, you know, I had a lot of stuff to get through. And I guess that's why people get so much out of my work now, out of my book and my courses and the things that I do, because I didn't just go from welfare to millionaire overnight. I didn't just... I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I, I had to go through all those trials and tribulations and find out what worked and put into place different practices and processes and exercises and and work through all my mindset stuff. And so that's why I'm so big on sharing everything I know and helping other people to realize that it's not going to happen overnight. For some people it does, lucky them, but it's not necessarily going to happen overnight. But if you continue to do the work, and I don't mean work as in hard work, I just mean do the things you need to do to change your mindset, to rewire your mind, to take the actions you need to take, to think the feelings that you need to feel to help you to become more magnetic to what you desire and really get your mindset in the right place. And magic can absolutely happen because when you hear those journal entries, you can see <laughs> life wasn't a bed of roses. And, but I didn't give up. And that's a really big message that I want to share with all of you today. Okay, so that last journal entry that I read out, by that stage I had... <laughs> Um, over $100,000 of debt, and I was on welfare, receiving approximately 7500 US dollars. So that's about 15000 Australian dollars. So about 7500 US dollars a year, a year to live on. So obviously I had every reason to just give up and think that nothing was ever going to change, that my life was going to be crap forever. <laughs> But I didn't. I didn't give up. And I really want that to be the main takeaway that you get today is, I mean, that's one of the reasons that I share everything that I know with others, because I don't want you to have to experience what I did, because it was not fun. But if you keep going, the universe will provide, the universe will deliver, the universe will bring you your heart's desires. It's really a matter of Never give up, never give up, never give up. Can't remember who said that, but never give up. No matter where you are now in your own personal development journey, in your own law of attraction journey, in your own manifesting journey, in your own money journey, just know don't give up. Don't give up. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you tap into Wildly Wealthy Women podcast whenever you can. I'd love you to join me. Just know that if you keep going, things will turn around because the universe always wants more for you than you ever want for yourself. So until the next episode, continue to focus on what you want. Continue to feel as if it's in your life and take action toward it because the universe will reward you. And make sure you don't give up on your dreams because if you don't give up, the universe won't give up. And when things actually start to turn, sometimes they will transform so quickly, you will wonder where that prosperity, where that abundance, where that money was all this time that it just comes in so quickly. Your life changes so rapidly. So please don't give up. I'm here to support you. I love you and know that you can create money miracles in your life. 
So if you love this episode, share it with a friend. I love to help as many people as possible and looking forward to connecting again on the next episode. Happy manifesting. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you really loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I know that you're enjoying it. And if you want more good stuff from me, you can go to wildlywealthy.com forward slash links or just visit my website at wildlywealthy.com. I am so excited to be part of your transformation and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, happy manifesting. I'm a wild-